While some musicians were dropping their gems into the pool of pandemic albums, today's sensational duo lay low, emerging later to present an otherworldly chapter in their career. After two stellar EPs, May 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 is a credit to the arts, making us think and feel and move. Yana and Conrad, if you were invited to play at the first ever live music festival on Mars, which song would you open your set with? Uh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> I don't know, Yana. I immediately thought of the song that we did, like, it was one of our first songs. I don't even think many people have heard it, but it's Keisha's On Crack, <laughs> <laughs> which would make a little bit of sense. Seeing, yes. Yeah, I don't know. But you might think of something else. I think that's a great idea. Um, yeah, it's a crazy song. And it's not something anyone's heard, and it's just a wonderful synth pop. And then also Dekhat, because the guy gets yeah. abducted. Yes, we can merge the two, and then it can be like Yeah, that. and it can be put on Mars, and then we can continue <laughs> there. <laughs> you do have quite a few alien-ish um, songs. Yeah. So would you bring Cha-Cha to start the Vogue scene? Definitely. Cha-Cha. The first mother of Mars. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> he will make sure she comes with. Yeah, she will she definitely will not be, be there. Out <laughs> any kind of <laughs> No way. Amazing. <laughs> How long have you been working together? Um, Years go by so quickly. Uh, like we have to do maths. <laughs> 2009. That's when we met, right? Yeah. And um, I always wanted to, to find a singer to um, have, have a project where, where I can use electronic music and combine that with, with singing and you know, like a synth pop situation. And um, Yana came across my path, didn't do much for a few years and then did a lot and then stopped again and then yeah. started again. Yeah. So here we are. So probably like 11, 12 years. Yeah, 12 years. I think one thing that really like stands out with you guys is just your sort of like fashion sense and just how well you guys always look and how presentable you guys always look. How much? No, it's all good. How much thought actually goes into your guys' outfits? You know, I feel like you guys put it just as much effort in the outfits as you do in the music as well. I must give you honor credit there because she's no. kind of the styling one you know we, the <laughs> ideas usually comes after a few glasses of wine um because we are good friends also and we go out together and we will have some wine and then we will have an idea and then we'll change it and then we'll come up with it and yes and also the guy that or the woman or chacha is one of our good friends and and he also helps with some of the ideas he's got quite a wardrobe so some of the outfits did come out of his wardrobe. Yeah, he was, he's quite a he's quite a great help with these things. He's he's um he he lives next door to Yana. It's building. problematic. <laughs> and he just arrives with you know a glass of bottle Rose. of wine and then half of his cupboard and then, you know, <laughs> and heels. Yeah, and then things happen. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we try to remember what we spoke about the, the night before when we wake up the next day. <laughs> And then some of the ideas work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, so now with, with, with what you just said there, Yana, and that, you know, obviously there are some ideas that come up. You mentioned cha-cha as well, some bottle of wines, you know, being included in there. Um, so is this something that sort of changes as well? Maybe depending on the release, is this, you know, do you guys sort of change the way that you guys maybe look for or, or in line with the releases or is it just in general? We definitely definitely try to change but also we want to like keep the same feel to it so that it's not completely different like we like the dragish vibe um <laughs> we, and also a little bit retro it's always going to be slightly retro-ish I yes um, so we do want to have something cohesive but also different if that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> No, it definitely does make sense. I think uh, this is just a comment before I pass on to Megan. Like, if you guys could just give me some tips because <laughs> I feel like you guys are just, you pull it off so well. And my my fashion sense is terrible. So tips after this interview, please. <laughs> Do you conceptualize the sound and visual together or does one come first? I would say the song comes 
first. And that's gone rad. <laughs> we we take quite a long time to to or I do. I'm, it takes forever for me. Um, so the song will be there, and then once we start thinking about releasing and bringing out a video, then we'll start chatting about. Yeah, and then it can sometimes change quite a lot. Yeah. Yes, and then we have like this idea, and yeah. <laughs> But Conrad comes up with the songs and then he'll send it to me or I'll come to the studio and then we'll listen to it and then um, it will change a little or and then we'll we'll do our best to make it work. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, the, the clothes definitely come, the, the fashion comes after the, the sound, I think. Sometimes it comes first and then you will, because he's got this idea for a musical kind of song now and then oh, he did see <laughs> he did see the soapy-ish music video before he wrote the song that's very so true. now while we're doing it we're just thinking about <laughs> that and like yeah everything we put into it we're just like soapy emotional dramatic <laughs> so exactly. that was that came you came up with the, the soapy music video yeah. idea first so that's different that's the first time yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> And do you typically produce um, your music with performability in mind? That's a, that's something we don't really do. And then, yeah, we kind of struggle with, with the performing bit sometimes because it's all studio-orientated and we don't really think about how this will be to perform. And then when, when we need to perform it, we need to kind of work stuff out and work around things. So that's, yeah, it's, we, we don't and we should actually, I think. <laughs> now you guys also mentioned you know having met uh, a very long time ago and you guys started making music back then would you guys say there are any sort of changes that you've noticed in the way that you make music maybe if you're comparing back then to you know 2022 definitely mm -hmm. <laughs> we do sometimes listen to the things we did record in the beginning and sometimes we really like it and we're like oh my word we should redo this and sometimes we're like, what the hell did we do here? So it definitely <laughs> changed. And we try to keep up with the, with what's going on in the world and like the, the sounds that, yeah. that we like and the new sounds and stuff. Yeah. And in terms of how we work, I think it's in the beginning, it was a lot more one, one track mind from my side. I think I was very, I don't know, this is how it should be. Da, 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 da. And I think over time, I think, <laughs> I think it became more, democratic and we're more a team now than we used to be uh yeah because i'm kind of i come from the classical music kind of classically trained kind of side and it's very and i study drama yeah. so it's <laughs> complete opposite so we, we, that kind of clashed in the beginning a lot and i think now that that's kind of we, we, we're merging a lot more now which is great yeah because we know each other yeah. really well yeah Mm. And and besides your guys' creative process, like having, you know, obviously developed and it's gotten a lot better over the years as well. I mean, your surroundings, you know, um, when it comes to the actual now South African music scene, is this something that you feel is a lot more profitable now than it was back then? Or would you say it was a lot better back then than it is now? Was there like a lot more support back then? Is there less support now? What are those dynamics? That's interesting because... We would, yeah. I've I've just spoken to Yona just before this podcast about a um, there's a new Afrikaans music in Daba first one that that will happen at the end of the year, um, and I've been kind of I'm definitely going to attend and we're going to you know try and get our foot in the door there. But but uh, just looking back at the last fifteen years of the industry, there used to be a music channel uh, called MCAR. On, there was on DSTV and the support that that led to a whole range of artists back then when they mm. started and that died down that's not there anymore and I think there's a there's a big problem with smaller uh, more yeah, underground the big the big like Afrikaans bands that they perform a lot and you just see them but I yeah. feel like there's not really so much opportunities for smaller bands and yeah. more electronic i think they do their one thing that works for them and then they just do the same thing and people like it and they get all of the yeah so there's a <laughs> there's a especially young i don't see a lot of young afrikaans interesting alternative artists coming up and that's a big that's a big because i think they don't get the support if no, you do the typical afrikaans 
music. Yeah. And yeah. it sounds the same. <laughs> Not all of them. And I do like some of it. It's just that, yeah, you have to go that, it feels like you, you have to go that way to make it in South Africa. I yeah. feel like there's not really a big platform for smaller electronic indie bands. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just a, it's very difficult for, for up and coming people to just get exposure. We think we're of different. ourselves as up, as up and coming, we don't, we're any, you know, we're not beginners anymore, but we're still kind of, you know, um, we don't have a huge audience and how do you tap into that bigger audience with with this kind of stuff that we do is always a challenge i've got a i've got a, a tiny observation um pertaining what you guys just spoke about but i'll keep a mental note and round back to it uh after after meeg's question <laughs> okay. okay go ahead fam. i'm, I'm interested <laughs> Okay, so with what you guys were saying about Afrikaans music and, and they're not being, you know, maybe as much support as they should be, even for like upcoming artists and such. This is something that I sometimes bring up in the podcast as well. But in my brief stint at Musica a couple of years back, um, working there, the highest selling sort of music was actually Afrikaans music. It was always number one on the charts. People bought Afrikaans music like it was nothing. It outdid house music. It outdid every other genre. Um, do you guys reckon that the death of, let's call it the death, yeah. Would you guys say maybe the death of like CDs and stuff and actual like physical copies in a way or rather it's decline as opposed to death um, has had sort of like a negative effect or has had some sort of negative impact on Afrikaans music, you know, being commercial in a way? Uh, I, I think that there's definitely, a, 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 it's definitely difficult for smaller artists to make money at, uh, you know, when you have a gig and you can sell CDs, it was, it was kind of a nice way to, to get a bit of income going. Where now, you know, streaming is obviously not something that brings in any money, or not a lot. And you have to be really good on social media, which we are not. And I feel <laughs> <laughs> that's where the, the young, some of the younger artists, yeah. they are quite well at that. Yeah, I, I think I miss having like a hard, and that's why with, with our new album, we're definitely going to, we're going to bring out CDs, we're going to have hard copies, we're going to bring out vinyl. But do I you want, think people still have CD players? I don't <laughs> care. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want a lot of like hard copy stuff just to have something to like sell on you know yeah. and with a nice little booklet and something quite artistic with well the younger song. kids do really like the 90s so maybe we should yeah, we can go, like, <laughs> tap into that yeah we can be all retro and bring out CDs but yeah and, and you know the charts is, Afrikaans don't dominate on the charts anymore because CD sales you know the CD was yeah it was quite an expensive thing it was like a hundred almost a hundred you know a hundred rand and all for a cd so i wonder how the charts look now i don't, I don't know mm, mm, something to really think about yeah i also wonder how they're looking now so what do you think um afrikaans musicians and um music lovers and platforms like sludge underground can do to sort of create a more active culture around Afrikaans music and listening and taking part in like the gig scene or a streaming culture kind of thing. What, what can we move forward with to make that better? Well, I think what you're doing yeah, now you're is doing already now. <laughs> is, is fantastic. I mean, just, just continue with what you're doing now. And, you know, as much as we're part of or not part of the Afrikaans music world, it's, you know, we, I also don't like being put in a box and, you know, oh, Afrikaans music and not Afrikaans music. So, but yeah, that's unfortunate how people think of you when you, when you, when you produce something in Afrikaans, it's always like, oh, you're, you know, part of that tribe, I guess. But, um, yeah. But it's actually more the genre. I think it can be South African music, not just Afrikaans. Yeah. Like, the sound and the genres, it doesn't matter what, what language you sing in. Yeah, I would like to listen to all, you know, any kind of genre in South African music, I think, needs to be supported and, and pushed. And, and, yeah, we need to uncompartmentalize. Is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but getting back to what, what the, the question, I think you guys are doing a great job. And I think that's this kind of thing is exactly what, what we need. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
now we really appreciate it and obviously with i mean it always just having you know the likes of yourselves coming through as well it's really just you know a pleasure for us just learning about what you guys get to do and such so we really appreciate it on our end and something that yana actually mentioned as well do you guys reckon with you know how demanding social media is and also how demanding you know your craft is as well and having to sort of juggle the two does social media sort of now necessitate labels again because if you look at obviously when Afrikaans music was at its peak or whatever the case is you'll find that most of the mainstream guys were probably under like a label and such which probably handled everything you know they just probably had to worry about the music and such so now if you're looking at an independent Afrikaans artist and you look at what Yana mentioned with social media being so hectic and such and having to juggle it with you know the cre- uh, creating music and such do you reckon there's sort of like like record labels would be relevant again in a way after seeing independent artists sort of rising above that and sort of, you know, taking their creativity and claiming it for themselves? That's a good question. I feel like social media is actually taking over. I feel, yeah. Do you think record labels are going to stay? I don't know. Is it necessary? But then you will have to get somebody to do your social media for you because you can't really juggle both, as you said. Um, it does take a lot of time and effort, but there are people that are quite good at it. I think it's going to. I think they're going to stay because, especially if you're an up-and-coming artist, they can cover a lot of overheads, a lot of money. They can put in a bit of money into things that, when you're a beginner artist, it's, uh, that you can't put any money in. So. Yeah, so they can spend a bit more here, a little bit there, help you with all sorts of things. I think I think there's focus has maybe changed a bit, but I think there's definitely space for record labels. It's, I'm thinking now of what's the guy called Synth Peter is his name, who uh, started off very independent and got signed by Select Music, who's kind of the big the big Afrikaans that's now with Sony, I think. Um, and since he signed, his career just Triple, triple, triple. It was like a, yeah, it just became huge. So looking at you you guys as my, 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 like, because it is quite tricky if you look at the fact that um, there's obviously pros and cons to everything. You'll find that if you maybe sign to a label, a con could be maybe that you don't have as much creative freedom. Maybe there are certain, you work within a certain structure um, and analytics and all that there but at the same time it's sort of like you also maybe get a marketing budget you know and next thing your stuff is getting you know pushed out on a regular on a regular basis and the social media is looking you know good and all that there um, would this be something that you guys would ever be willing to compromise on in terms of maybe getting some of that marketing you know, going well in exchange for maybe some of the cons that would come with something like a label or are you guys comfortable with how with the arrangement that you have now sort of having that creative freedom and also having to juggle that with the social media and such? <laughs> I'm I'm kind of, yeah, I, I don't think I've, it depends on, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy with how it's going now. I'm also, we're comfortable, uh, <laughs> comfortable with this. Um, I, we both have other jobs, so it's also difficult to make time. Luckily, we live close to each other, So, but I'm a full-time drama teacher and Connie is a music teacher and Pilates instructor. So Yeah, so we do other stuff. So it's it's not like we, we're doing this full-time and I'm, I'm you know, Synth Peter is a good, is a good um, example. The life that you, that you lead as a full-time musician, I don't know, I can't get myself to... I always feel sorry for them sometimes because it's relentless, especially when you're assigned and you have to do all these gigs to get money in. Um, I think it's, you know, one after the other traveling, you know, have to keep up with all these things because if you sign to a label, you have to, you know, you have to produce. And only do that. (laughs) (laughs) So so we wouldn't like that pressure, I think. It was the dream, but I think we compromise and we're happy (laughs) as it is. Yeah. We will, yeah, we would love to perform actually a little bit more. Yeah, we need so to So we perform. are working on That's that because when we perform, we really enjoy it. And yeah, I think we do it quite well. But just to make time for that, um, we have to do some planning. 
yeah. it's amazing. Yes. <laughs> I totally get what you guys are saying. Um, it, it really makes sense in that it's sort of more, for, you guys are making music more for the enjoyment and it's just nice to not have all that pressure on you that comes with like mainstream and labels and such. So you guys are making complete sense and it's nice that you have that balance as well between, you know, stimulating that creative sort of side and also at the same time balancing it without, you know, balancing it out with, you know, your day jobs and what you guys are doing. I feel like you guys are on something really awesome there. Just a comment before passing on to Megan. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Um, you, you mentioned performing. Uh, what was it like to perform with um, Lee and Darkroom Contemporary at the Raptor Room? Oh, um, sure. That was wonderful because it, it, at first the, the space that we were in is a place called the Raptor Room that's now not there anymore. We actually spoke about it today, how we mm. missed it. Yeah, and it, that was such a nice venue, and uh, it was so much fun with Lee. It was amazing. Yeah, and everybody I mean, enjoyed it. He just came up with all these things, and and um, it helped take the attention off us, <laughs> which we don't love. <laughs> <laughs> and with the, yeah, it, it was a, it it wasn't such a successful recording in the end. It didn't sound as good as we would have liked because there was all sorts of technical issues and things going on. Um. And I was completely stressed about that if I think back. Um, yeah. But it was a it was a fun it was a really fun product, and I like I love doing this kind and of. The person that it, the sound was a little bit <laughs> <laughs> under the weather. Yeah, I can't remember <laughs> what the story was there, but it just it just didn't. You know, sometimes sound just does, it just doesn't work didn't work out, and it was yeah. But the actual show was the nice. actual show was nice. It was a fun. It was a really fun event. And Lee is wonderful. You, you yeah, can just—he's he's such a professional. We feel almost feel a bit, bit, bit guilty when yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so yeah. He just comes with his, he's just there, and he gives everything all the time. So I would love to work with him again. What do you think is special about the Raptor Room that made it such like a quality experience for a musician? Um, it just gave us space to people that didn't really get us, get them, yeah, yeah it's a space for the other, I should say. Yeah, for people that different. are not, not the mainstream. And it's a great space. It's like yeah. not too big, it's yeah. cozy. Yeah. And it's close to, it's in a good area. <laughs> so it's yeah, close to where all of us And also our, LGBT supporting and, and getting a bit, a bit more of a platform to um, kind of the first, I think the first space in Cape Town that, that, that really pushed that um, it was great. So yeah, we miss them. Yeah. <laughs> I want to round it off to to the most uh, basic question here in sort of getting to know you guys. Uh, may may may, as we covered initially, where does that come from? What does that mean? We had a song with the same name. You, yeah, that we did, yeah. That did we, you write the song first? Did I can't remember, actually. I thought about this the other day, and I, I really can't remember um, why we chose this. I, I, just like everything. It's partly because this project was kind of our our thing. So maybe it's, it's about us. It's about, yeah, it's, it's ours. We're going to think about <laughs> ourselves and do what we want to do, <laughs> and not what everybody else wants us to do. <laughs> But there's a, a but there's also a character in in there's a cartoon um, Moomin. It's <laughs> a, a crazy uh, Finnish cartoon that had a that had an anime um, remake in the eighties that I watched as a kid, and there was this crazy character called May May. Yeah, <laughs> so I think that's kind of the official. <laughs> we can combine story. all of all yeah. of the ideas we had. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's kind of the two main things. I can't. Yeah, and I like that the the, the repetition of three things in a row. I like that. Mm, it looks nice. It just looks good. On <laughs> it, yeah. it really does. It looks really unique. But I'm also interested in just knowing what what was sort of happening before May May May. Like honestly, obviously you guys linked up and you guys make up May May May. But before that, what was actually going on, like, individually? Because, I mean, Yanni, you did mention you're a drama teacher. Not too sure how long you've been doing that for. Uh, Khan, 
Um, you mentioned as well your profession and the things that you do on your side. Um, were you guys initially making music before you guys met? What are the dynamics? Um, I did. I um, did cabaret in my final year and sang a little. And also with Etienne von Weyck, one of my other friends, we did a few shows. But I think we were both a little unreliable because we were quite young and other things got more important. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I did. And I did a little, little bit of shows and a little bit of acting, but I did start teaching before we got together, me and Connie. Yeah, you were already teaching. Yes, yeah. I was already teaching, not this much, just like part time, but I did already do that. Um, and that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been, I've been, I'm a, a violin teacher. Um, so I've been, I've been doing that since forever since i've finished studying enough um, we're not going to give away our age yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i've, I've, I've done, i was teaching a lot before we, we started our, our project um and my mma is is it's kind of an outlet for for um our creative side i think that but you were also always into like Musical theatre. I'm very. I love musical theatre. I just. I'm. I'm, I'm a bit of a musical theatre. Yeah, geek. <laughs> um, but then also I like the the whole synth synth pop mm. kind of um, electro clash eighties vibe. Um, always into that. Mm. So this is a good combination of all of that. Yana, you mentioned that uh, Con also does. I don't. Please, please forgive me if I butcher this pronunciation. I think it's Pilates. <laughs> does that actually help when it comes to like performances and such at all? Because I know it's like some sort of physical activity, right? Yeah, Pilates is like a, a form of breathing. exercise, and it's breathing and exercise, and it's all about posture. It does help. It does help with <laughs> performance. Yeah, in, in violin, definitely with violin playing, it's all about posture, etc. But yeah, it does definitely help. But it's something that's something that that's. We so, should combine it more. We should yeah, do that as an, an exercise before just, we record. Yeah, it's just so different. I mean, it's just something so different from music. It's it's a complete different world, and it's yeah. But it makes you comfortable in your body, though. It's a performance and everything. Exactly, because and also singing from the diaphragm. Yeah, using your <laughs> pelvic floor when you breathe. Yes. You know. <laughs> I will always have to keep that in mind. <laughs> Which Pilates move would I have to master in order to call myself a Pilates pro? Oh my goodness! I would guess. Um, I would think if if you can if you can do a teaser well, then I think that's that's kind of a that's like something that I think is what quite is difficult to do. How do you do a teaser, Connie? <laughs> <laughs> And it's when you're on your sitting bone and your legs and your arms are in the air and you, you look like a V from the side oh. and you're just on your sitting bone and you're balancing. Is this similar to yoga? It is a little bit, yeah. It's, it's, it's a little bit, but, but it's... It's better. Uh, well, I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> in public. No. But, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, more, it's more to do with... Um, control it's it was originally called controlology so it's it's more about con controlled movement and it's um it's good for rehab so when you when you've got some kind of i deal with clients that have a lot of injuries and and so on so i i do lots of rehab you mentioned teaching so have your students heard your music and if they have what do they think I, it's not really something that I share with them a uh, lot. <laughs> but Jana does. We have used uh, some of my students in the <laughs> in the one music video. So I've played some of our songs to them and music videos, but obviously not the one where I swear. Um, I can hear the cut, but they some of them have seen it because we are friends also with some of the parents of the kids. <laughs> so, but yeah. then I'll be just like. No, no, but that's—it's not your friend. It's, it's somebody else, <laughs> and they actually liked it. I think they were—they were surprised that that I also do that. Um, 
And I think some of them have a little bit more respect for me now that I'm also a little bit in the industry um, and I'm teaching them. So, yes. Some yeah, of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of, because I've, I've got a studio now, a, a home studio that's, that's rather well-equipped and soundproofed, etc. So um, we were just recording there earlier today and I'm thinking of getting some of my students because they're so talented, these boys, and I've got... Because I teach at all boys school and so talented some of them, and I, I want to kind of give them opportunity to do something. So I'm going to start recording some of them and getting them some of their stuff out there, giving give, giving them a bit of a platform, uh, producing like a track together or something. I think that'll be a nice. Yeah, project. that's a good idea. Yeah. Oh look! <laughs> Imagine how wonderful when you're 16, 17, and you can have like a track professional track because you only learn later in your life how it actually works i wish we knew before after university because we didn't even do it there so it's actually a good opportunity for them and then they can see how it works yeah Mm. i'm actually glad that megan brought that up as well um because it also came up um during our chat with tamagotchi jesus and venus volani where they were just explaining that um they've got like different monikers and such and they were just saying that it sort of makes it, it makes it easier for them to sort of express you know what it is that they want to express you know when they're under you know the moniker or a different name and such as opposed to them yeah. you know being their everyday selves you know teaching and all that there so with with con and yana um are there sort of like two different versions would you say that um con and yana or the may 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 Khan and Yana are sort of different to um, Yana and Khan, you know, in their sort of, you know, professional capacity and whatever it is that they do on the side or as their profession. Or is it all the same? No, definitely not all the same. <laughs> <laughs> there are some of Khan and Yana yeah. in my, my, my and the other way around. I feel like there's a balance because there should be. I think yeah. we're a little bit crazy as my, my. That's like, my my It's more for the adult. Like my my is definitely very <laughs> underground and a bit more. And obviously, in front of kids, you can't yes. completely be that. Yeah, oh. so so I've, definitely more of a, a conceptual art project than it is just a music project, right? Mm. Because we we really take a lot of time to think about. Um, how we're going to do things yeah, and what we want to say and what the song should be about. So it's, it's sometimes more about the concept and the idea behind it than the, the music itself. Mm. Um, and a little bit more edgy, so that it kind of, it, it, uh, yeah, it's that, that part of ourselves that we want to push with my mind that we don't get to do in, in, in the teaching space. Where, where in the teaching space, it's, it's not about you at all. It's, uh, you know, you're, you're bringing other people's talent to the forefront and nurturing other people mm. <laughs> where, where with my my it's kind of the reverse and pushing mm. ourselves a little bit. So that's the main difference for me, I think. Mm. I agree. That was, that was a really good answer. That was a really good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Who typically writes the lyrics for your songs? Conrad. Uh, <laughs> It's yeah. definitely him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. But then Yana, Yana would come in and change stuff. So so when so I would I would write I would write a song halfway through with lyrics and and everything done maybe to a minute and thirty seconds, and then I get Yana in and we record and we change and we we. Um, but never a lot change. No, it's it mostly you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sometimes change some of the words to make it easier for me to sing them. <laughs> or just change the um, the melody a little. Yeah, but the, then there's that the Partaiki, I think was a track. That oh yeah. Half of I did half of that. The vocal on that track that. was actually your contribution. <laughs> I forgot about that. Mm, but it does, <laughs> it does change. It, it depends on the process, I guess. Um, but it's nice having. You know, it's it's nice working in a in a team because it, it's I, I would hate to be on my own with these things because 
you get so in your head and so obsessed with small little details. Mm. It's nice. But it's nice to be two. Yeah. I'm so happy um, Conrad can do all of the electronic music and piano and whatever, so we don't need anybody else because I feel like two yeah. is a crowd. Two, yeah. two is nice. <laughs> Yeah, we might get someone in for the live show, just do like a drummer or a, yeah. or like a sound guy, like a, um, a session. Mu- yeah, session. a session musician just to boost the, the, the live show a little bit. Um, but luckily, you can do everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I want for the for the live show. Yeah, I need L- less to, stress. I, I need to not do much. I need to just be on stage Press and just and just make sure that I do my little thing and someone else. Press the right button. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm actually glad that you guys you guys answer that because I was about to ask like if if you guys would ever you know add someone else to the band, um, but. Even in that sort of situation where, Con, you just said, you know, it's a matter of, you know, getting like a session musician or someone to come through and just beef up the live performances a bit. Um, How do you sort of work around that? Is it like sort of, do you give a person like notice, like a month's notice or something in order for them to come through and practice the songs that you guys are going to be playing? Um, Do you guys look for someone like specific? What's sort of like the criteria when it comes to getting another person to come Mm. through and play a live gig with you? Yeah, our our setup is pretty pretty um, uh, interesting for for me at least because you it's it's electronic music so you're working with a with a Ableton live kind of triggering stuff from there, which is always my biggest issue. Um, yeah, especially now with load shedding. Yeah, and then, and then, there, then there's a there's a chord that. that falls out or there's a something that doesn't work and there's something that it's all it's all a bit too techy for me you know and, and stressful so I'm, I'm that someone else needs to come and do so yeah we'll 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 find someone i've got someone in mind that i that that, that i know that um works in this space and can work with that kind of thing is also a, a a sound engineer so someone that has the kind of technical background to just do all of those tech stuff behind the scenes so we can just focus on because it's a lot to think stuff. about when you yeah. <laughs> when you perform it's fine when you record yeah. obviously but i mean i don't want to be i don't want to i don't want us to perform with it like a dj setup like a dj and voice no i find that's you know and i'm not i can't do all these new hardware stuff where <laughs> where you have we have a drum machine and a synth and a this and a this and everything is linked through a sequencer and it's just crazy and that's too many things can go wrong and I'll just mess it up. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. so yeah, it's a, it's difficult getting someone that can do all of that. I think for your type of outfit and uh, doers or electronic acts like you, we're going to get to a stage where the sound engineer is an, another member of the band pretty much because there's just so much going on. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> As a duo, what do you guys do when you disagree? Like, Is there a way to break a tie or something? We've only had like one fight or two and then we laugh about it afterwards because um, we, we – we couldn't believe it, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think both of us were stressed. And then, yeah, so what we do, we laugh about it. And then we talk about it and we're like, well, we were really stupid right now. Um, <laughs> and it's so embarrassing. And then we're fine. Because we're both very conflict-avoiding personalities. We are. But it works, <laughs> it works for us. Well, so, with, with some people, yeah. like in my family and my boyfriend, we it, it seems like I, I like conflict. But it's not the thing. <laughs> so, so I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure there's like there's behind the scenes a little bit of oh yeah, Conrad wants me to do this now again. Yeah. Oh, oh goodness. But yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah, we we never kind of you know we're very chilled in that sense. Yeah, it hasn't happened at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a very dramatic fight. It because, was a dramatic yeah. fight. We did scream at each other. We had a shocking match. Yes, yeah. and then both of our boyfriends <laughs> heard it, and they were because we're really good friends. Also, um, yeah, we went on holiday together and everything. So then our boyfriend said that was the most ridiculous thing they've heard because it was voice notes. <laughs> we had a voice note. Fight. <laughs> a voice note. Fight. <laughs> um, and we felt really stupid afterwards. So, <laughs> and then we laughed about it. So that's what we. But that's what we did. 
what was it about? Can you remember? I, I re- oh, it was about where we're going to shoot the music video because it was during COVID and we gonna we were going to shoot it at our school's hall. It was oh. difficult. It was difficult to do it because they were like people from the outside can't go in because yeah, COVID. And yes, it was just. It, I think we were just both stressed and we had a bad day. Yeah, it wasn't I, really about what we thought about. And I get <laughs> and I get anxious around. Planning. organizing and planning and i just don't plan so that's a problem because i'm very very forgetful and so i'm always anxious around planning stuff so. and i'm just forgetful and not <laughs> planning <laughs> oh my goodness but it has been working everything is just so <laughs> please 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 can you release like an a b-side ep with those voice notes and some production <laughs> We should. <laughs> Do we still have? I'm, I just thought about it. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look now after this. But I'm too embarrassed to listen to no, it. I feel yeah. like the, we should have some wine and then we can yeah. listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> This is very incredible, guys. It's really sweet, you know, how, you know, there's there's different, you know, you can be very positive, but at the same time, you guys can disagree. But at the end of the day, you guys are still on the same page. So it feels it's just like it just enhances the whole experience when it comes to you guys being a duo. So shout out to you guys for that there. Um, when it comes to Afrikaans, like um, some of the younger Afrikaans guys that are out right now, I think of the likes of like Kondras, I think of... Um, a couple of the guys that we've had on the show as well, uh, Blomwood uh, is one of them as well. Are there any sort of other Afrikaans sort of bands or uh, musicians that you guys um, sort of admire right now that are list- that you guys are sort of listening to at the moment? I like Angie U. <laughs> I yeah. think she's really good. She's great. Um, yes, and Blomwood is really good. They're, and... Um, I, just because we work with with um, with Yedu uh, Yedu Mostert, yeah, Yedu Mostert. Um, we worked with him a little bit, um, but there's there's another rapper that I'm obsessed with, um, Sam Paul. How can I forget Sam Paul? It's um, very American. The name Sam. Paul. Sam Paul. It's like sample sample. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's <laughs> amazing. He is, I cannot get over it. It's just everything. It's amazing. I'll have to listen to something. Yeah. I don't know. Who else is there that you like? We, I must confess, I don't... I don't. I know. I should do more. I should yeah, put we don't more really of an effort to into finding... Stuff that much. Yeah. Um, like 80s <laughs> people. It's just that I don't want to listen to our peers. We kind of neglect them a little bit because... Because we work in our own little bubble and we do our own things, and then we're kind of surprised when people come out with stuff. But we do listen to, you know, all of the, the bigger, like all the Yevos um, Fantastis, all of those people we listen to. Do you guys feel like Afrikaans musicians in South Africa are sort of like underrated or underappreciated rather? Because I look at the fact that within, like, when you look at Afrikaans musicians, right, you get um, uh, Afrikaans artists that do country music which is quite a big thing. Yeah. You get, yeah. Um, as you mentioned, they con um, an artist that does hip hop. Uh, there's like a lot of like hip hop that goes on in the Af- Afrikaans scene as well. And then you obviously got the alt scene as well. Mm. So do you feel like as, as, as sort of like musicians when it comes to the Afrikaans community and such, do you feel like, you know, they're underappreciated in a way considering how much they're actually doing and how diverse they are when it comes to making music and different, you know, genres. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just remembered somebody else. What do we like? Ooh. L-E. Oh, L-E. But, <laughs> but she's not Afrikaans. Though. Yeah, she's English. Well, she sings in English. She sings in English, yeah. but she's Afrikaans. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't really I don't really think of it. I mean, it is it is an interesting in, industry to be in, and, I, and I, I'm more interested in, in more interesting. Um, so as long as you're interesting and doing something that's different and new, then, then I, I'd say... You need, you need, yeah, then that's great. But um, I find a lot of Afrikaans music quite annoying, actually. So I'm annoyed by lots of it. Some of it has been sounding the same also for quite a while. It feels like people get lazy. If it works, they keep, which is probably fine. But it's not my taste. 
Yeah, it's difficult, and it's difficult being in in the moment and judging these things because when you listen back to the the when Kurt Darren started with all of his stuff, when he just started, we all were kind of oh, it's terrible. But now I love his, his <laughs> stuff that he did. He just came out wonderful. That like lost lappy and all those things. God it's, dang. It's like, fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. It's difficult. Yeah, but I, it, and I think I would love the Afrikaans industry to or the um, to be more open to to um, to maybe translate a little bit more into the um, um, to be more because I was I'm quite interested in the Swedish um, music industry because they mm. the Swedish artists bring out tracks in English uh, in Swedish and English and then they promote both of those which I think is a yeah. great idea. That's a good idea. It's a lot of work, but. Um, it just opens up the music to these two markets, and I think I think that's that not a lot of Afrikaans people do that. I think that would be that's what I really want to do with MMA at some point, but that's just it's too much work at the moment. Well, I guess you already do it by combining two languages in the same song, in a way. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was just thinking about the, the tracks, tracks we're doing now. It's just it's just going to be impossible to translate because. <laughs> there's just sayings in Afrikaans it's really not translatable sometimes and and that's so um, you have to rethink the whole structure of the piece and it's it's a lot of work um, so no maybe I'm just thinking of that idea <laughs> Um, so what music do you listen to like you were talking about um, musicians being interesting so who's interesting for you right now? I'm obsessed with Moo. Yes, you are. <laughs> with Moo at, mo- at the moment. And she's Swedish. Is she Swedish? Yeah. Or, or Danish. Oh. I think Swedish. Yes. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm listening to her all the time. Um, and then you like 80s music. Well, I've... I've- I find it difficult to listen to music that's come out now. I I need a bit of time. I need to have a year or two. So I always I always reach back. And, so the moment I'm listening, I'm going through a whole Felix the House Cat craze, which is an kind of electro clash, kind of early two thousands <laughs> electro stuff. <laughs> so Depends I don't know. That's, on our moods yeah, also. that's kind of what I'm listening to now. I can't. Yeah, and then a, a lot of uh, like. Um, yeah, Kraftwerk. Yeah, but I, I, my playlist now is basically just Felix the Hoskett. <laughs> <and then, laughs> I've never heard of Felix the He's fantastic. You'll recognize all the songs, like and Miss Kitten and oh, The Hacker cool. and, and all those crazy electro, early 2000s electro people. Oh, that's you know, sort of. <laughs> Something quick off of what, what Megan just said about you guys sort of doing what Con was saying in terms of Swedish artists um, creating an English version of a song and a Swedish version of a song. And then Megan said, you know, you, you guys are sort of doing that by having both English and Afrikaans on a song, right? Mm-hmm. So how what has the result of that been for you guys? Um, has it been mixed results? Has it been, you know, really good? Has it been positive? Because the reason I ask this is because... Um, just previously we've had a couple of artists who have come on um who say for example a guy does hip-hop and within the music that he makes you'll have both english and zulu in there mm. and mm. there's been people that have mentioned that okay well the the issue with that is um you'll get someone who listens to just you know music that is just purely english and then next thing the person switches it up to zulu and then next thing they're lost and vice versa mm. so what is the result of you guys mixing both english and afrikaans say in a single song what are the results of that like how have the results been at the moment we're only creating songs that are only in afrikaans so, so have we mixed we, we did yeah and in, in the, in the, the, the some of our previous songs we we, uh. had, we, we had both languages and some songs were in English. And but I think we should mix more. Yeah, I think we were. I was. I want to do for the for the, for the these new songs. I wanted to work specifically in Afrikaans for maybe two or three songs, but that's not like that anymore. So we can, mm. or for this album at least, try and just bring out a, a only Afrikaans album. Or that that was kind of the the uh, just for, just from a marketing perspective to mm. kind of do a 
because we were kind of the bilingual, we were kind of marketed as bilingual before. And um, I don't know if that, people kind of caught on with that, which, which, uh, um, but then I think we kind of decided, or in my head, I decided unaccompanied. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I decided, but in our head, we decided. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to write in Afrikaans more um, and just kind of get that out. Um, and yeah, but the, the, the reaction to those things were, I don't know, it was mixed. It wasn't really mm. neither here nor there. I, 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 and, and that's why we, we're kind of experimenting with whether Afrikaans, just doing pure Afrikaans track, tracks are not better for for um, marketing purposes. You know, let's, let's go for the whole Afrikaans thing because mm. there's a whole Afrikaans music world and um, yeah. let's just try and do that first and then maybe branch out a little bit again. Yeah, so it's, dif- it's difficult. I don't really, I don't really know what what to do. It's all an experiment at this point. But I would like, I would, I would really love to to do English and Afrikaans because I think there's a lot to say for because we work in, in English a lot. It, it's not like our lives are completely Afrikaans. No one's lives are completely, you know, it's very mixed. So well, I think, I'm very Afrikaans. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is really <laughs> difficult for me. This English. <laughs> Your English is really good, actually. I, I would never have thought that you just like, oh, oh, that's not bad. <laughs> uh, that's true. You, you work at a, a. I've got lots of English friends, and they always laugh at my Afrikaans accent. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, our world is very is very bilingual. I mean, you know, you go to the shops and then you speak English. You don't speak African. I mean, Katon is very mainly English mm. a lot of the time, so it's it's very mixed. Which is great. I like it. I like a mix of things. Mm. One thing I've been wondering in going through your catalogue, um, I've been seeing certain connections between um, and there seems to be a connection in a way. So what I'm wondering is how did the response to shape the sound of Dipateki? Um, n- not Consciously, I, I, there was not no conscious decision. It, it was just led to something a little bit that's not the previous track more than... Yeah, but the music videos all had a little bit of a connection. It's yeah. also by a alien, draggy... Yeah. There was a... There was a I, I guess it was just the, the world that we were in then. Yes. Um, that is our three latest songs. Yeah. So. Yeah, they all kind of live together in a in a headspace, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was no conscious. Oh, we need to needs to follow on. And, and it's interesting that you say that because um, for the upcoming album, those will be the first three tracks of the of, of the album. So, or maybe not the first three, but. But it's you know. nice that you can see the connection. That yeah, like that's what we wanted. I think that that makes a lot of sense. But it did happen organically. We didn't really mm. sit down and say, "Oh, this." Needs it needs to happen, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there is a bit of a story linking, linking us. Also, Iedu is in the first music video, and he's in the and second, the second one. one. That's true. And then the last one is a little bit different, but it's also alien, <laughs> or, or we don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, good. It is um, interesting that you noticed that. Well, you keep mentioning this album. Um, what can you tell us about it? Um, well, that it's due. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we um, we we were recording some of it just today and uh, yesterday, today, tomorrow. We're kind of having uh, we booked this weekend for recording, so we're hard at work. Um, and then we will announce um, the release date and um, put some stuff out there um end of november and then we will probably release uh, beginning of next year somewhere um so that's kind of the timeline and we've yeah the the, the album i think would be very eclectic we've got the two three tracks that you've that's been released and then we're working on i think six more um Jonas, we were working today on a on a musical kind of track so it's, it's like a Broadway musical style. 
something we haven't done before. And then um, there'll be a, a featuring track with um, what I called Cl- Cloud Witness. Um, and then there'll be a really hectic techno track. And there'll be yeah, all sorts of interesting stuff on there. So we kind of... Working. Working, you know, trying to get everything done. And, yeah, we're not going to tell you the, the name of the album because <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> it's, um, it's a contentious name. And we don't we did do a previous interview. Yeah. And that's all we spoke about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys um, dropped um, any, any dates in terms of when it's going to be releasing or if you guys have a release date or if maybe I missed it, but how long, you know, until it actually releases. Yeah, we, we, we will announce the release date <laughs> by the end of November. Um, we will make a whole thing of announcing the release date and we'll release some documentary footage on the making of the album and we'll release all of the, the stuff then. So, But it, the, the actual release date will be somewhere hopefully in um, February, March uh, next year. And then we'll do some shows. We're doing a, we're doing a little show, uh, just a house show um, in October and probably another one in December. And then we'll launch next year. We'll, we'll start performing you know, doing some proper performances again. So that's all exciting. Are you guys going to play in Durban? Because everyone is like not playing in Durban right now. So please, can we come to Durban? <laughs> <laughs> what will it take? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it, it depends on, on... Well, the on, weather is good. So the, that, that's, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's enough to get us there. Um, we, we, we're in the, in the process of kind of organizing or getting someone to, to help us organize these these shows and it'll probably depend on you know our budget like we would love to perform we'll probably do a few shows here and then do a do a tour to pretoria johannesburg and then hopefully durban would be on that list there are a lot of dope venues aside so it really would be awesome to to see you guys come through and they're also actually um, there's a lot of new blood as well, like people that have been hosting some really awesome events. So perhaps it could be just a matter of, you know, getting that connection done between you guys and them. Because I'd I'd be super stoked to check you guys out. So and I hope the tour goes well when you guys do start. Yeah, I, I, we just need to get our our show up and running again, and like yeah, because we it's haven't always, done a show in quite a while. Yeah, so we really just, enjoyed it when we did. Yeah. So once it's up and running and once we feel like, oh, okay, this is where we want to go, this, yeah. we can do this then. We, yeah, then we'll I feel like it. we're at like, the right space now. Yeah. I'm ready. You're ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> No, that is really cool, guys. I don't know. On my end, um, I feel like I've learned so much about you guys. But if Megan, if you have any more, please continue. I'll see if I can add anything to it. Um, it's on to you, fam. Um, same. This has been so cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, will Will we ever, considering Conrad, considering that you have a background in theatre and Yana, you have a background in drama, will we ever get a May 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 musical? That's that was the plan, actually. That was oh my goodness, and that would be <laughs> Connie's dream. Um, that's definitely a, a something we're definitely going to uh, incorporate that mm. into our show. So that's why we're struggling with what we're going to do exactly in the show. Yeah, because we do want to do a little bit of that. Because we're kind of straddling the two. We, we don't know at this moment if we want to do a elect like a full on kind of electro pop show, and then a musical. Sh- you know. So we need to decide how we're gonna, how we're gonna, um, what we're gonna do because electro musical, electro musical. But the track that we're working on today, we will do a music video for this that will be a sh- more like a short film, and it'll be like a mini music. As you can hear, that's very fresh in our brains. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so yes, we'll, we'll definitely want to do a musical, and it will be all about. Um, like a a rugby a, a rugby star, in and uh, that's married to a faded singing star, and they kind of in their 
mid-30s and uh, not that famous anymore and it'll be about them and their issues. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be like reading the high school but just a musical. <laughs> Electro musical, I love it. I love it. If there's anyone that can pull it off, it's it's you too. So <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for for joining us. Like, honestly, it's been such a pleasure having this conversation with you. And it's just it's been amazing just, you know, getting to learn about you guys and everything that you do. And just for the listener now, um, you know, if they want to connect with you guys or want to get in touch or want to work with you, um, what are your social media handles for them? All the social media, um, we are under um, my, my, my band. Um, so we are on Instagram is probably our best, best place to follow us on because we're most active there and it's our main thing, but we are on TikTok, but (laughs) did you know that? No, I didn't know that. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we're not very present there, but we are on there. We are on Facebook as well. So, but Instagram is our favorite as our go-to place. All right, that is awesome. And for anyone that's listening to this, Sludge Underground is www.sludgeunderground.com. That's our website. So that's where the episode's available. It's also available on all major streaming platforms. Uh, my, 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 what song of yours are we playing out with today? Well, maybe the newest one, uh, the track that was released in May this year, Funko, I think, would be a nice one to end off with. Yes. All right, that is awesome, guys. We're going to be closing out with Funko by May, May, May. Until next time, it's bye for now. Yeah, but yeah.